0: Do you watch a lot of moves again?
1: No. Actually, one of my least amount. Oh, cool. Alright, let's see here. <clears throat> <clears throat> In other words in other words Him must say uh,
0: Nobody I shall sing it Go ahead Another night Just wait, in other words I should say there are no words You should say there are no words Miss Hill it's real
1: Got the power to uplift a hill yeah, that's all I know, buddy. In other words, there are no words. Another day.
0: Well, how's Another it going? D- <laughs> Another night drifts away.
1: Another
0: night Another- drifts Wait, away. I forget. In other words, there are no words. In other words. No, buddy. Another night drifts away. In other words. I sh- oh, ah! Wait. I forget the words, buddy.
1: In, in other words, you forget the words.
0: No, dude. Just like I forget the words. So that's all. That's all I'm saying. You should say there are no words. Nothing nice. You play are words. You should say there are no words. Did you say it? All right, buddy, that's the words. All
1: right, you ready? What episode? Yeah.
0: 17.
1: Welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast. This is episode number 17, featuring a review of the 2019-2020 slash Jesse Eisenberg, Imogen Poot's sci-fi thriller-esque mystery film vivarium i am jp one half of your hosting duo and joining me tonight is as always is carly we're both podcasting out of southwestern pennsylvania once again one day we're gonna say podcasting out of knoxville tennessee wait i don't think that's a real place nashville tennessee
0: no, I think Knoxville, Tennessee, actually is a real place. Oh, is it? Okay. Knoxville. I know Knoxville is a real place. Maybe it's not in Tennessee, but I think you might be right.
1: Yeah. So, um, it is May third, twenty twenty, Saturday. Yes. Sat. Yes, it is Sat, and you know we're just kicking back. It's midnight, having a nice. Uh, chill talk on some some movies that we watch some things going on what's what's been going on this week buddy
0: um not too much uh today i kind of you know uh chilled i um I actually took a walk today because it was nice out. It was like 70 degrees and sunny. So I just kind of walked around the neighborhood, listened to a pod, and uh, that was nice. Not a very long, it was like a half an hour walk. But then I came back and I uh, watched um, two movies and kind of just hung around. And uh, yeah, just been kind of watching movies. Yesterday I went to Walmart for the first time in a long time to finally get some groceries, so uh, that was a success in my book, because I put that off for so long, but other than that, uh, just been kind of watching movies, um, earlier today I also uh, did a, another show, um, I guess technically yesterday, since it's midnight now, but um, I recorded for Cinema Beef, uh, you know, Gary Hill, uh, his show there, so that was fun, did that with Derek and Gary, and um, that was a good time. And yeah, basically just kind of chilled, had a chill weekend. How about you?
1: Oh boy. I had, I had a, uh, a week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it was, uh, it was interesting week, you know, it was, it was kind of basic at first. And then, um, I had a little bit of an issue with, uh, some controversy in, with a couple of people online and stuff like that. I won't get into it, but I feel like it resolved itself decently, but you know, that was a huge headache and I was like very annoyed at that whole thing.
0: Yeah, you get you get yourself into beefs quite a bit by accident. Really? Like on a note. Yeah, it seems like you're the unintentional beef king where like something stupid happens and it becomes a big fight, but then it usually gets resolved and there's like no and that's that's like the end of it, so
1: Hmm. Um, you know, I guess you I don't, had, I guess you don't agree, I don't agree but, uh, I had a, I mentioned that somebody had died that I known. And then I think after we recorded somebody else died, right? Was
0: that, I, I thought they both. Yeah, no, I think you're correct. Yeah. I don't yeah. think
1: we talked about the second person, but no, we did not. Yeah. Uh, somebody that I went to elementary school with, um, for a, probably a year of my life, that kid was my best friend. Um, he was, uh, somebody who I knew of, but I never had the same class as him. You know, he was always in the other elementary grade, you know, like we were in the same grade, but he, you, I don't know if your school was like this, but we had two separate, uh, teachers for each, you know, they would split all the kids in like fifth grade into two classes.
0: Uh, my school in fifth grade was like, you had your homeroom and, um, it like it would there would be like a Long classroom t- I'm just
1: saying elementary school in general It was yours like that? No, I didn't mean specifically fifth grade.
0: Wait, say that again. You had you split all the two. kids
1: were in two different classrooms.
0: I mean, like, all instead the kids... of having
1: 40 kids in one classroom, there was like 20 with two different teachers.
0: You only had two teachers? We had like four or five really. In my yeah, dude. That's yeah. That's a common every school's like that. But that's not like you must have had a really small school if that's all you had.
1: Um, I mean, it was it was. I don't know. You've seen it.
0: <laughs> I mean, not the school. I mean, your class size.
1: Um. Well, I know that initially, uh, in when I was in kindergarten, there were way too many kids, and they opened up another school. I was I went to Cox Donahue, and they opened up Central. And I ended up getting shipped to central since it was closer to where I lived. So, you know, I see the thing with like my school was like when I got to middle school, there was like six different elementary schools. that all went to the middle school. So like I met a, you know, six times as many kids in seventh grade that I knew. in then I knew in sixth grade, you know what I mean?
0: hmm
1: was yours like that
0: um you're saying when you got to middle school it was like that yeah are you listening to me yeah dude <laughs> why are you getting so mad i'm kind of annoyed why because you don't agree you're the beef king <laughs> shut up you made me feel dumb and less than kind of shut up L- not gonna lie. um no like okay No. yeah when no no my school wasn't well Okay. No, listen, th- no, no, listen, no, no, listen. no. Let me tell you about my school now. It's about me a little bit. Um, No, at my school, elementary school and middle school, was it was like Bell Vernon and then Ross Straver. And then when you got to high school is when everybody combined.
1: Okay. So when Sorry. I was in elementary school, in kindergarten, I went to Cox Donahue. There was way too many kids. We th- There wasn't enough desks. We had to share desks. Um, That's wh- so actually, no, that's not true. Sorry about that. That it was really big, but we didn't there wasn't even desks in, in kindergarten. It was like a, a, mat, a mat on the floor and like tables. Uh, but when I went to first grade now, remember, they split. There was too many people in in that elementary school. So it split to uh, Central. So half the kids went to Central that were going to Coxnane. Central had been closed down um, and they opened it back up. So we went to Central, and in first grade, uh, I was in one classroom. It was one first grade class. It was Miss Snyder, and there was so many kids that we had to share desks and stuff. And then they decided to bring in a second first grade teacher, Mrs. Nusatelli, and we, you know, split up, and it was much smaller classes than you know what I mean. And then second grade, there was two second grade teachers. There was Miss kavasic and somebody else. And then third grade, there was Miss Chernock and Miss uh, somebody else. And then fourth grade, there was Miss... um Trempis and Miss Henshaw. And funny enough, Miss Henshaw had a picture of my mother in her desk, which was crazy because I didn't think anybody liked my mom.
0: She had a, what do you mean she had a picture So, like, of when her? I went
1: to... Um, fourth grade miss uh trempis who was super hot by the way um when i when i was in like high school we used to prank call her and talk about like sexual stuff to her and she would play along it was super cool um and her husband would even get on the phone he's like i don't know if i could let you do that to my wife man i mean it's tempting but you know they they totally thought it was funny which i thought was cool
0: you go to jail nowadays
1: (laughs) probably um but uh like she would say stuff like, I don't know, you sound kind of short. And I would be like, oh, oh, <laughs> she's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. But um, so anyway, when I went, like we had Miss Trempus's class and Miss Henshaw's class. And uh, for one subject, we would switch. So I would go to Miss Henshaw's for social studies and everybody would go to Miss Trampas's for math. And, uh, when I first went there, she's like, she was doing roll call and she's like, now this one's interesting. She's like, this one, I'm wondering if you are related to Mary Patrick. And I was like, yeah, that's my mom. And she was like, oh my. And she, and she had me come up to her desk and she showed me a picture of my mom. From when she taught her, which I in my head it was like way crazier, but when I thought about it, it probably was like what, like not even that many years ago. You know what I mean? Because yeah. my mom's had me so young, but like in my head, I figured it was like long time ago. But it probably wasn't that long ago. Um. So yeah, and I just thought that was crazy. That was just weird. I never expected that to happen. Um, anyway, so, you know, so we had my, when I got to fifth and sixth grade, um, I, and then when we went to seventh grade, which is where middle school started for us. So there was like central Cardell, um, like Holy Rosary, um, Cox Donahay, uh, car, I think I said Cardell. There was like six or seven different elementary schools that all combined into uh, seventh grade.
0: Dang, dang that's yeah, a lot. So
1: what, it was great. It was like utter chaos when I went to seventh grade. There was literally, I met so many new people, like yeah. so many, you know what I mean? Uh. Not to mention our middle school was combined with the high school and it was going through renovations. So it was intermingled like completely like middle school classes were next to 12th grade classes and vice versa and stuff so it was uh pretty crazy cuz i got i'm pretty much met uh you know seven other elementary schools and met you know an entire four years of high school kids too like all in the same year yeah But it was it was nuts. It was crazy. But it was fun. I I I enjoyed meeting all those new people. But anyway, in sixth grade, there was a kid named Cody who I became really good friends with. Uh, He was not in any of my like classes before that. Like he had the opposite teacher of me in elementary school. So whenever we, I, I remember like none of my friends were really in my class in in sixth grade. So I was like, damn you know, so I, I gravitated towards this kid and we both like, you know, the same type of like rap music and stuff like that. And we like r- raps and, and things. And, and, um, we actually, you know, what's crazy. This is a true story. Martin will tell you this story. So, uh, in, when I was in sixth grade, me, Martin and Cody Tomachko were in the bathroom smoking cigs. Um, and we had, uh, There was, there was no ceiling towels because a couple of weeks before that, um, we were climbing up into the ceiling and you could like climb over these bricks and like into the ceiling and get into the girl's bathroom. But I wasn't, I wasn't there when we like, we would just like look over there and like kind of like tempt it. Like, oh, we should try to do it. And then somebody actually went to do it and got caught and it was like a huge thing, but I was like not there in school that day. But anyway, so they took all the ceiling towels out. (laughs) uh to like i guess prohibit that happening so we're we're sitting in there smoking and stuff and um there was either somebody looking out or something but somebody said that somebody was coming i like panicked and i didn't know what to do with the cigarette so i flicked it up into the ceiling Uh and i was like we were so scared because we're like dude like i didn't think of it but like it could have burnt down the damn whole school you know what i mean yeah like i I, it was dumb of me at the time i was just like there's a toilet you know and as soon as we walk out of there um my other friend who became one of my friends like a good friend of mine jared he he went into the bathroom Did did you ever have teachers take the whole group of students to the bathroom
0: uh, I don't re- I don't remember that I don't think so
1: yeah well the teacher would take the whole class single file line down to the bathroom and let everybody go like once a day or something Jeez. and um he was like first in line and he went in there and I was like in my locker like like oh crap we're gonna get caught because it's gonna smell like smoke in there and he come running out and he's like smells like new ports in there I know that because my mom smokes those or something And I was like, and then that, you know, all of a sudden there's, you know, people getting in, you know, the security comes down and they're all like, we didn't get caught for it, but, and the school didn't burn down or else you probably wouldn't know me. I'd probably be in jail. Um, but you know, that was, so
0: sixth grade.
1: Yeah. It was sixth grade
0: and you're smoking cigarettes already, dude. (laughs) How do you fall? I don't, I never get like, who, who falls that low to where they're smoking cigarettes at like age 12.
1: I I smoked cigarettes before that.
0: What like how old?
1: I don't know, probably like five or something.
0: Dude, I tried
1: (laughs) cigarettes at like five or something. You
0: tried cigarettes at who's dude bro?
1: Six or something. I don't know, dude. But I like I didn't even smoke. I just thought it was like cool because Martin and Cody were smoking, and uh, they didn't even smoke either. You know what I mean? They they just thought it was cool too. <laughs> and we were bad kids, dude. We just did the bad shit. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I think I tried weed like that summer for the first time. Jeez. I no, I I had smoked weed before that, but I didn't like do it right. I didn't like inhale.
0: When did you? When were you introduced to that? Like four?
1: Um, actually, you you know what's crazy? Probably about like seven. <laughs> Me and my cousin Scotty lived in like a um projects, like a public housing and there was this like older kid down the road who used to like let us follow him around and stuff and he like went we like went out into the woods and stuff and and he like had a, a joint and he's like he's like, You wanna try this? And and we didn't know what we were doing like that's the first time and I didn't know what I was doing. I just like I didn't inhale it or anything. Yeah. But uh that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, I knew this kid, we were like really good friends that whole year. And then he actually had failed sixth grade. I moved on to middle school. He moved away with his mom and went to Uniontown. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was it that I, ne- I never really saw him again. I, I did used to keep in contact with him a little bit on like MySpace and stuff, um, in high school. And, and, um, when he first, you know, when I first moved, I used to talk to him on the phone and stuff still. Um, and he, like, I think he was, he told me his mom, like he was doing like Coke with his mom and stuff like that. And he, this is like seventh grade. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, poor kid, but I heard that he, you know, got on drugs and then, um, got off of drugs. That's just what I heard. I, like I said, I don't know him that much, um, Mm. anymore, but you know, it was, uh, he got on drugs and got off of drugs and, um died from, like, a, a disease, like, an illness thing that um, wasn't drug-related, at least I don't think. Um, so, yeah, that you know, that was, he's 20, 28, I'm 29. You know, it was uh, it was a little shock to the core because I'm just, like, you know. It's weird. Um, there was a bunch of kids who died when I was, like, in high school and, like, fresh out of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, like, um, my good, good friend's brother, who I was also friends with, Jake, he died really young. Um, uh, a friend of mine named Chucky died real young, um, you know, like fresh out of high school, like 18. Um, uh, 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 one of probably, you know, my closest friends at the time, um, Justin, he, he, uh, fell asleep driving home from work and, and he died and that one probably hit me the most. But then there was this like pretty long gap of where like people, like people, like, I, I don't know, like there were people who died that I was cool with, but like not as cool with, so like there was a little bit of a gap there and like this these were like the first couple that i was like wow you know in a wow so it's unfortunate it's like it's super sad like you just like i just pictured the world like like looking at like little ants just like trails of like people like all chaotically moving through the earth and space and time and it's like which one is gonna like fade out, you know? It's just, it's, I've always pictured it like that and it just like blows my mind. But
0: yeah, I get upset.
1: Um, obs- I get obsessed. And I start thinking of people and like every interaction I had with them and stuff. And I'm just like, it just drives me crazy. It's like sad, you know?
0: Well, I've all, I like, I'll look at my elementary school yearbook and think and like look at all the little kids back then and think like, okay, which one of these guys are dead? Which one's like on drugs? Which one's pregnant already? Like, Mm-hmm. I kind of I always would do that like even in high school I would do it kind of just at one point everyone was a little kid and then they grow up and bad things can happen to them and it's kind of sad when you look at that but I, I can't really I relate always, to anything.
1: I actually used to have an idea for a short film where it was um, it was like, you know, a bunch of kids like walking into their first day of like kindergarten you know what I mean? And the camera yeah. would just freeze frame on each one and it would say like you know, Kaylee uh will die in a car crash at sixteen, blah blah blah. This person will live to like this age. And like just like very like um eerie like not not eerie, but like just po like powerful and deep, like just like the cause you don't think when kids are little like that that like this one's gonna only make it to 18 this one's only like you like picture your class yearbook right and just put x's on the ones that have died you know it's powerful imagery right there
0: yeah i can't really relate that much though because no one i know has died yet like nobody well, not even, not like, in, like in my. you
1: told me that somebody died in your in your school like while you were in school
0: yeah, when I was in ninth grade, this girl in eighth grade uh, got brain cancer and passed away. That was like super sad. But I just, I mean, like in my grade, mm. spe- and I wasn't like that close. Like I mean, I was, I kind like I talked to her. We talked on the bus, and like I was in Girl Scouts with her, and um, what else? Uh, there was something else we did to get. Oh, we did like the middle school plays together, and it was sad because she like got can she was completely healthy her whole life and then got cancer in 7th grade and by 8th grade she had died so it was like that like hit everybody really hard at my school but besides that i mean
1: i had um that's three, like it i had 3 people die while i was in school um really? yeah um it was well four people but one of them died like well, they were out of school. They were a couple years older than me, but I was still in school. Um, there might even be more, honestly. I know for th- three that I think of right off the bat, but like two of them were car wrecks. Mm. Um, and then there, there was this other um, girl who I knew who um, it's very sad. But when we were in high school, she was like a grade or two under me, but her and her friend and, two dudes um were driving one night like one dude just got his license and they were like um they used to call him uh sweet lou he was like kind of nerdy but we like kind of made fun of him a little bit in that way like where we like gave him a cooler name than he was mm. um but he was he was a nice kid um we didn't like hate him or anything we just his name was ironic um and he had just got his license and uh he was with these younger girls because i think he was 16 they were like a couple like a like 15 or 14 or something and it was like snowing or something and they they wrecked and um they all got really hurt like the one girl that i know she like i think she like broke her neck and the other girl is like just completely like just was in a coma forever and and pretty much is not the same person you know like they they never went back to school they um i don't think they can walk that they, they their brain activity is like a child just just horrible you know
0: yeah um, um
1: but yeah that that was pretty true tripp- i couldn't believe when that happened i was like dang you know
0: yeah i will say like when that girl with the cancer died like i was like walking and it was you know like i said i was in high school she was still in eighth grade but I heard some just random kid say like that she died in the hallway and like I started like crying and I was so upset the whole rest of the day and like I went home and like cried the entire day and I didn't even know her that well it was just the fact that like I didn't think I guess up until that point I was like I didn't think like young people died or something like I know they do but like people I know in my head it was like oh cancer you can just get chemo and then you'll be fine probably up until your adulthood but she like just Mm -hmm. died and it was like that was like the worst thing that ever happened in like to us as young people so
1: i mean i've had a lot of tragedy with the people that i went to school with like um there was this kid named jordan who uh actually like i didn't have a lot of people over that much growing up but like um him and this dude named franklin came to my house um because we were having a party Uh, like up the road and they can't got off the bus at my house and stuff. And we listened to music and stuff before we went up there. But I hadn't talked to him in a real long time, but he got, he got shot and killed over like a, um, over some stupid crap. Like somebody tried robbing him and, and they, he wouldn't like do it. And they just shot, shot him in the back of a car and he just died before they could revive him and stuff. And that, that was super sad. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, I had, I had a lot of couple overdoses. Um, there was a girl named Caitlin who I was like pretty, pretty cool. with. I used to hang out like me, her and my friend, Jared, um, and and, uh, his older brother, Justin and, and Andy, we used to like go out and party like every, every night. And, um, she was always like my partner in crime. That's what we called each other. The PIC, the PICs. And, um, I'm, I, uh, I hadn't talked to her in so long. She had a little daughter and stuff and she like died from drugs, I believe. And there was, uh, you know, that there was another girl like that last year who passed away from her battle Mm -hmm. with heroin. And that, that one hit me kind of hard too, because she was, she was, that was the girl that I told you the story of. We like snuck into her window. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cold ass winter. Um, and, uh, you know that whole thing <laughs> um but yeah she uh we got the dog started barking and we like hopped out the window all naked and stuff like freezing
0: mhm good times <laughs> <laughs> can't relate to anything you say
1: <laughs> why
0: well like just none of like none of it ever happened to me even like the death thing it's like the most like, like at my school it seems like everyone just got pregnant right out of high school. That was the big epidemic at my school, but I guess that's better than dying. Like I mean, no one few, no one was really few, on drugs or anything.
1: We had a few people I remember I was in seventh grade and there was this redheaded girl who was pregnant and she was like kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then um like when she had her baby, I just never saw her again in my life. I never saw her before that. And I never saw her after. I have no idea whatever happened to her. But I remember it was like kind of shocking because I was like, "Wow, she's like fourteen or something," you know. Uh huh. It was nuts. And then, um, we had a few pregnancies in school, but, you know, yeah, it's been it's been crazy, man. Had a lot of a lot of nuts stuff. My friend Nate got shot once. That was crazy. Yeah. He lived though. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That happened when I first started working at the Hampton. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, depressing. Yeah. So, somebody fun. said that they like our high school stories. And then,
0: <laughs> well, if we keep telling them every time and they're all depressing, then they're not going to like them anymore. We got to come up with funnier, fun ones.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I got shot at once.
0: When was that? Twice. When was that?
1: Um, When I was, uh, I don't know, probably like 17, maybe. Cool. Yeah. um, Yeah. I don't think they were trying to hit us, though. I think they were just trying to scare us.
0: Yeah, because you're just not going to let somebody shoot you.
1: Exactly. And I didn't either.
0: Yeah. You're Uh, not the one. Anytime someone tries to shoot, you just be like, yo, bro, I'm not the one.
1: Yeah, they just, uh, we were at a shooting range. So it made sense that they were shooting. But yeah, uh, we were like underage drinking and somebody rolled down there and uh, we saw their lights in their car and we just started dipping and we just started hearing all these gunshots. And I was like, I think they were just putting it up in the, I think they thought it was funny. Like they were like, look at these kids, but it was scary. Probably didn't get shot at more like, I have, like a, I
0: have a big fear of being shot like i feel like that would just be such a painful horrible thing yeah it's such a weird concept like a cop is allowed to just shoot somebody if they're misbe. i don't know
1: i just think i don't think they're misbehaving well not misbehaving <laughs> <laughs> i mean
0: that's not what i mean i mean i just isn't that crazy like when worst comes to worse you can just take out a gun and freaking mm-hmm. shoot somebody and like yeah
1: I, dude him. i had this one dude who um I was skating when I was younger and there was this like nice gap from this church parking lot onto a patio. There was like a grass um, gap separating it and probably like a five foot, maybe six foot gap. Uh, mm. And I was trying to hit it over and over again. And the dude came out of the house, this crazy old like war vet and was just like, put the gun right into my face and just was like, like, cussing at me and saying like you know good bastards and stuff and I'm just like I, I and me being young at the time I was like I was like what the fuck you know just like talking shit but um yeah they that I was I I told people I was like yo that dude down there pulled a gun on me and they're like oh yeah he does that all the time he, like don't go on <laughs> his property and I was like I didn't even know man I didn't even know that was his property <laughs> but yeah he called me like the N word and stuff. And I was like, what dude, Dude, Like, why?
0: (laughs) Yeah. People are crazy and stupid.
1: But anyway, uh, besides that, you know, this week, um, we did the American psycho show, just me and moods. It was just a solo or a duo show with just us two. And, uh, that was pretty cool. It was a little duet. Um, we had a fun time, answered some questions did some news talked some movies um it's funny because like we didn't know like we we didn't have a guest but if we had a guest it could have been potentially hall of fame or pain worthy so um that's interesting and then uh skyped with the boys
0: last night for a little bit I, i skyped with the boys um last night for a little bit when i was there you were gone no, didn't. no, actually, that's not true.
1: Yeah, yeah. By the time I left, you were already gone.
0: I said goodbye.
1: Well, I'm just saying. Got off I, there, and I, then every, I said, every, no, really I, skyped hey. with the boys. If you were gone when I was still skyping with the boys,
0: listen, bro. What are, are you trying to? Is that like a if a tree falls in the forest and no one's around to hear type of deal that you <laughs> no, just try to? Do?
1: I'm just saying, like, like I said, I was skyping with the boys, and you're like, no, actually, I skyped with the boys, and I'm just saying you weren't even there the whole time.
0: Bro, I literally Skyped with the boys from like 10 p.m. to 3.30 a.m. And then you roll on there, it's like 3 a.m. And you're like, hey, is Skype still going down? Send, hit me with that invite. And then you're on there for like 10 minutes.
1: And nah, you're bad. That's not how I remember the story going.
0: I'm just saying, dude, those are like my friends, so. <laughs> I
1: don't even think they like you.
0: Whatever, dude. Yeah, they do. <laughs> They beg me. They're like, Carly, are you getting on? And I'm like, oh, I don't know, guys. I'm a little busy. And they're like, oh, but Carly. (laughs) Shut up.
1: Uh, This week, I have to watch six I Spit on Your Grave films. Six. Now, you might be thinking, six? I know there's the remakes. That's three of them. The original, that's four of them. And then they just came out with that sequel to the original called Deja Vu. And that's five of them. Where's the sixth one? Well, Actually, we're even covering Savage Vengeance, which is like, AKA, like I dance on your grave or something. And it's, uh, a unofficial sequel starring Camille Keaton, uh, under a different name playing the same character, I believe. And she even, she like, I don't, it's weird that she was even in it, but I think it's a shot on video film, which is just nuts. So we're doing all six of those. It's going to be, I don't know if I'm going to be alive next week after all that rape revenge.
0: So, like, is the sequels to the remake, are those pretty much just more remakes? Are they just, I like, other one, girls getting I think getting one raped? of them,
1: I think the second one actually has continuity. I don't oh, know okay. if, the, or the third one has continuity. I don't know. But I heard that all three of them are, you know, pretty solid. They're, like, not bad.
0: Uh, Yeah, the remake's really good. I've seen that one, but I just never saw the sequels to it. Like, I like the remake almost as much, pretty much on par with the original, in my opinion, at least. I've
1: only seen the first one, so Mm. uh, this should be quite the journey. But I really love the first one. Yeah. Um, So anyway, that's kind of my week. That's what I'm doing this week. Um, Yeah, so that's that.
0: Pretty cool, pretty cool. So... Without further ado, would you like to get into some moves?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I will go first. Did I talk about Chopping Mall already?
0: Uh, no, you did not. You left off with that ham, Okay. Um, new I
1: decided to check out the Chopping Mall 1986, uh, the last drive-in that Joe Bob did. And uh, yeah, that was uh, really fun. First of all, Chopping Mall is a really fun movie. Um, I used to not look- like it as much as i do now this is probably the most i've ever liked it uh but it follows a couple teenagers who uh work at a mall and they decide to stay over in like the furniture department and like you know drink and have sex and stuff like that uh you got a nice little cast in there barbara crampton's in the film uh you have a cameo by angus Scrim, uh as well as the legendary dick miller um you have uh you know, some, some, some nice boobs actually in this one. And, uh, you have uh, killer robots that, you know, um, were security robots and then lightning strikes as you do in all B movies and, uh, basically makes them go haywire and I wonder why it's called haywire. Is that like if you got hay in your wires or something?
0: Um, I never put too much thought into that.
1: You ever wonder where sayings come from? Haywire.
0: Haywire.
1: Yeah, it went haywire.
0: I mean, I don't know. I think it's just a word. I don't know. If it's a, you know what I mean? But like, I don't understand. I'm going to take a
1: stab in the dark. Like, is that from a giallo or something? Like.
0: I mean, it's just like, because if you go to stab someone in the dark, you're more likely to probably not stab them. So it's like a strip well, of I luck. So like that I one makes stab sense. stab you, I'm just saying like are most gonna, people
1: in horror movies Stabbed in the dark
0: I, I think it's referring to like the pitch black Like mm. you know Like I'm trying to stab you but If it's too dark I might accidentally Stab I mean but who's um, this
1: guy that's like Like makes a reference to that Like one day when they're like you know Playing they're playing Or they're you know doing something They're like hey do you know uh, what what street uh, You know Sanfron lives on and he's like, you know what? I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say it's Maple Street. And they're like stab in the dark. Like, what have you been doing? Like that st- you're stabbing people in the dark. Like, what is that? Where? Why did you come up with that guy?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where things originate. If I was there, I would tell penny you. Penny
1: saved is a penny earned.
0: Yes. I, yeah, I mean, I, I think about that stuff too. That's it's a good Finland, point, buddy. What?
1: That's Ben Franklin, on a penny. Yeah, penny saved is a penny earned.
0: Oh, see, oh, some I things
1: we know where they originate, but like other things we don't.
0: Yes, yeah, so the stupider, the like dumb ones. Stupider, hmm. stupider is a word. Nobody. Yeah, it is. Nobody. All right, dude, just go on.
1: Is dumber a word? <laughs>
0: dumb. No, dude. <laughs> dumber would just be like stupider. Dumber. Those would be like synonyms. All right. You don't need to add it. Why would you add an extra er after dumber you dumbass
1: dumb and dumber dude?
0: Yeah. That's a joke. That's a play on the fact that those guys were dumb. So they had to make the title like dumb.
1: Uh, yeah. So what, what the heck? What was I going to say? Chopping mall. Chopping mall is really fun. Uh, it was fun to hear Joe Bob talk about the movie, talked a lot about jim Wynorski, the director who did a bunch of stuff like the bear wench project and all these the hills have thighs Mm -hmm. and all that stuff which apparently darcy was supposed to be in the hills have thighs actually um but she did not end up doing it because i believe that they told her she had to provide her own flight and she's like yeah i'm not doing that yeah she at the time she didn't know it was for jim Wynorski or else she might have done her own flight Uh, But yeah, it was a good first uh, episode of the season two of The Last Drive-In, which every time I look at Joe Bob on that screen, I just cannot believe that I'm seeing it because in the night, like I literally thought that I would never see that again. I remember how much I loved Monster Vision and how it just disappeared one day. I watched Children of the Corn 2, The Final Sacrifice on Monster Vision and never saw it again. And then when the internet came out and like, or, you know, internet was out at the time, but when I got YouTube and stuff, I found all these clips and I was like, wow. And I even found some full episodes of monster vision. I downloaded them and watched them and stuff. And I just never thought it would ever happen again. Like the closest thing I ever thought to seeing Joe Bob again was on the sleeper special features. He does a drive in totals because he's in the film and they're like, Hey, can we go down to the basement and like shoot this drive in totals thing? And he did it for the special features, which I thought was really cool. But, yeah, so, you know, if I didn't reach out there and put it into the ether and actually try to make it happen, it just would have never happened. So, at the end of the day, I'm glad that I'm around.
0: <laughs> Dude, quit, quit acting like <laughs> – you're glad that you're around.
1: Yeah, because if not, Joe Bob wouldn't be around.
0: Dude, you're so full of yourself. What are you talking about? Quit talking about the – you've been talking about putting a lot of things in the ether and I don't think – like the ether is getting filled up with all your things.
1: What you said earlier? You don't know what an ether is.
0: No, I didn't. <laughs> I all right. But I gave
1: chopping mall seven and a half out of 10. Good stuff. Uh, then I watched witches in the woods, uh, 2019. I think this counts as a 2020 film, but I'm not sure. Uh, it follows a group of kids who are broke down in the middle of the frozen wilderness Um, and yeah, it's a film that I reviewed with Mr. Watson over on for Horophilia, uh, the, the bloody bits quarter reviews thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, did that post yet?
0: I don't, I don't think it did. It might've, I don't pay attention. If it
1: posted, check it out. Me and Watson killed that review. Um, it was a very good, it was very, very awesome to work with Watson solo. Just me and him. I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we even spent like a couple hours talking afterwards, just BS and like homies. So I appreciate it. Watson's the man. Uh, and yeah, that film, you know, check out that review, but neither of us cared for it too much. We both had the same like likes and dislikes pretty much. Uh, I think I gave it a five and a half out of 10. I think he gave it like a four. Uh, so then I watched children of the night, 1991. That was my eighth 1991 film. If you're keeping track. Uh, which by the way, I didn't own any of these films. Like, you know how I say, like, Oh, I'm trying to watch through my collection. I'm really failing at that lately. Uh, mm-hmm. but I will tell you this, I own all of the, I spit on your grave films, except for Savage Vengeance. So I will be watching all those. So those count, uh, children of the night, 1991. Um, it was a Fangoria film, I believe. And it, it follows, which we talked about in the porno episode that we did here. Uh, it was directed by Tony Randall of Hellraiser Two fame, as well as ticks. Uh, he's did some other stuff too. It follows, um, a couple of girls who go into this like dilapidated, um, like church thing and resurrect a vampire basically. And then they have to basically like stop these, this vampire community thing. Um, you know, just watching it over a week ago or, you know, just about a week ago already already forget a lot about it. Um, but it was, it was decent. Um, I think that the comedy was just not needed. I think if they played this straight, it would have, cause there's really good effects in it too. Um, but I feel like if they would have just played it straight, it would have been a much stronger film for me. Uh, it was still pretty solid though. I, I did like it. It was a six and a half out of 10. Uh, then I checked out R.A. The Rugged Man's new album and man, that shit was fire. Every song on that album is great.
0: That's not a watch, dude.
1: My favorite, my favorites, one of my favorites is Angelic Boy. Um, There's a really good song on there um, at the end, too. Uh, Just just great features. I mean, there's some Wu-Tang members in there. Mortal Technique has a song with him. It's a really good. It's called All My Heroes Are Dead. Check it out. My favorite album of the year.
0: So that's
1: not a watch. Oh, was we not? No, oh, not my favorite album. Not my favorite movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Call back to moods.
1: Yeah. Uh, then I checked out, uh, the hundred and eighty second film, my ninth of 1991 alligator Two: the mutation, uh, which honestly was one of the films I was most excited to revisit because when I was a kid, I watched alligator one and two so much Uh, and then throughout time, I've only really seen the first alligator. Uh, I remember watching it in the movie or the drive-in like two years ago, um, for the April ghouls thing Mm. and it was super awesome. Like one of my, one of my better film experiences and, uh. So I was really looking forward to Alligator Two. Unfortunately, it doesn't really hold up that well, and like I thought, it was much better. It basically follows these—you know—it's a Jaws rip-off. Like there's uh, this area of towns good for like tourism and stuff, and you know there's something killing people, and and the mayor doesn't want to shut down the fair or something that's about to happen. It feels just really dumb because it's like a it's like a fair or something that they're—I forget what it is. <laughs> But, uh, and the, the alligator has been, they've been dumping toxic waste in like the sewers. So like the al- alligator is like growing, but honestly, like it doesn't look as big as you would think for being a mutated alligator. Like even the poster looks way cooler than the movie. I think the first alligator even seemed a little bit bigger, but, um, there is a little like the best part of the movie is like the final 20 minutes where there's some actual alligator action. Uh, But I still kind of have a soft spot for it. I love giant killer animal movies, especially reptiles. They're just mad cool. Like alligators are monsters in themselves. So when you turn them into a a more of a monster, it's like it's like twice the monster, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But I gave it a six and a half out of ten. Then I watched Killer Nerd, my 10th 1991 watch. Uh, and that is a shot on video film about a nerd who's picked on and gets his revenge. Um, it's trash. It's garbage, but it's kind of fun. <laughs> uh, I actually did enjoy it a little bit. Troma put it out. Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, I gave it a three out of 10, <laughs> not a good movie, just not a bad wolf, uh, watch. Uh-huh.
0: Uh,
1: then I watched American psycho, um, which I guess, you know, um, that'll be on 22 shots. Uh, I will say, you know, I've been on record saying it's not, I didn't, didn't really care for it too much. Uh, my opinions have definitely changed on that. Um, so check that out. I know you covered it on movie versus movie at one point, right?
0: Yes. I'm a, I, I'm a pretty big fan of the film. I like it quite a bit.
1: Yeah. Um, and then I watched American psycho Two with Mila Kunis, who might I just say, and I said this a bunch on 22 shots is like one of the cutest girls of all time. Oh yeah. Yeah. What do you feel about that? Yeah. She's pretty. Do you think she's one of the cutest girls of all time though?
0: I mean, I guess, like uh, I guess
1: who's one of the cutest girls of all time. Imogen poots.
0: Uh, no, I don't think she's like cute at all. Really?
1: Well, who's one of the cutest girls of all time to you?
0: I think American Psycho 2 came out the next year. Um, I don't know, dude. I'm a girl. Like, I don't really pay attention to who the cutest girl of all time is.
1: <laughs> no.
0: No, I don't.
1: All right. Well, she is one of the cutest girls of all time. I love her. <laughs> um, I've had a crush on her since that 70s show when she was 14. Ew. I was like under 14, damn it. I'm allowed to say that. Oh, please. Oh, please. Hey, stop it. <laughs> That's yeah.
0: crazy. She was fourteen on that, and everyone it's else was like twenty-one. Now that
1: I think about it,
0: like Ashton Kutcher, because like, they were like
1: kissing and stuff. I think, right?
0: Yeah, like he was like probably nineteen or twenty, and she was fourteen, and she just lied to get on there. And yeah, their boyfriend girlfriend. So it's yeah. I would feel I would, put feel, her in I would my... feel weird acting being him and having to do that. But uh, I would definitely
1: put her in my top five. TV, um show crushes definitely she has she has two
0: different colored eyeballs you ever notice that i did not yeah one's brown one's green i forget what that's called
1: it's called two colored eyeballs buddy
0: no there's a condition like yeah, there's two a word separate
1: sword. colors in your eyeballs
0: no little guy i mean like there's like actually you know what? it doesn't really matter i was just giving fun facts it's
1: called a dude
0: okay uh, whatever dude you, you totally just googled whatever <laughs>
1: i just made that up
0: Oh, it, no, sounded legit, though, it? No,
1: <laughs> it sounded legit though, didn't it? Oh, I feel stupid. Sounded legit, huh? iTropica?
0: No, it actually sounds really <laughs> stupid.
1: <laughs> um, American Psycho 2 uh, was not actually in it. Have you ever seen it?
0: No, I haven't seen that it's one. It's not actually. very
1: good um, mm. it, as an American Psycho sequel. It's horrible as an American Psycho sequel. It's just, it, it does actually have continuity. Um, that basically what happens in the very first scene is M- Mila Kunis' character is a child being babysat, and Patrick Bateman, who you don't see like from the neck up, uh, captures her babysitter and her, and is like is gonna kill her babysitter, and then Mila Kunis kills him. And then she grows up and she has like serial killer tendencies. It's, it's stupid. Yeah. that's um, And the film actually was not an American psycho film. It was uh, like a, just about a It was like a meta kind of, not, a, not necessarily me- a little, a little bit of meta. Cause it's dealing with like serial killer traditions and stuff. I mm-hmm. guess that's not too meta, but um, it, it involved like a girl, like, you know, killing people to get ahead in, in college or something. It's stupid. But uh, they just sprinkled in some Patrick Bateman stuff to have continuity, and they called it American Psycho Two. Um, Mila Kunis really doesn't fit the role too much either. Uh, That's
0: what I—I I always just saw the cover for it and thought like it looked stupid. It just looked like the American Psycho poster, oh, but with her. I don't even her.
1: think that sickle was ever used in the film. Honestly,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. Then I watched Martha 1974. This was a featured review. It is a television film from Germany that runs about two hours long, subtitled. Um, One of the worst, honestly, this was. I watched a couple of awful things this year. I watched um, Night of Horror, which I don't know if you heard that what we watched review where I basically read someone else's review. Yeah, that was good. That was horrible. I watched Tales from the Quad Dead Zone, which was also horrible. There's been a couple horrible films, but this is the worst experience I've had. I would say this is a little bit better than those films, but mm. it is like also twice as long, so it's like a like horrible pace and boring as hell. Me and Moods both like hated it. Uh, I'm not even afraid to spoil that because it doesn't matter, but yeah, we both didn't like it. And there's like, I don't know, like 10 minutes worth of, not not even five minutes worth of interesting scenes. And the rest is just boring as hell. So that was there. But what was interesting, what was interesting about it is a television film in Germany, but there's like nudity and rape in it. So it's like, geez. Mm. Um, and then the very last thing that I watched was M from 1931 Fritz Lang's first sound film, which I have seen before. I got that for Patreon too, so there'll be a review on Twenty Two Shots next episode. But follows a dude who or a town who's dealing with a serial killer who preys on children. Um, I think that what's really cool about that film is um, just how ahead of its time in certain aspects it is. It's it's Fritz Lang's first sound film. He did a bunch of uh, silent films before then, um, and you know, there's some like there's some filmmaking. Um, uh, strategies that are used in this that definitely have been taken um, and and used in other films later. Um, definitely, have lots of influence with this one. But I gave it a nine out of ten. It's a very good movie. Very very good. I put it off for a long time just because I didn't feel like watching it. Because it's you know mm-hmm. there's there's some murder, um, obviously like off screen type of murder. And then there's a lot there's a lot of like there's not a bunch of kills or anything. You know, it's just like a long period of like townspeople like discussing this stuff. And then it kind of ramps up at the end a little bit. But, you know, it's like two hours, too. So I didn't feel like watching it. But after I did, I was pretty happy with it. You know, it's a very good movie. Mm -hmm. Not a horror film, but Mm -hmm. serial killers. Been watching a lot of serial killers lately. Don't know why.
0: Pretty cool.
1: So that's it for me. Chicken how about it? school?
0: What? Oh, how about it? Okay, yes. Um All right. So, um I've been trying to, you know, watch some 91 moves, of course. And uh, first up here, um scary movie from 1991. Uh check this out on Tubi and um it was actually all right. I
1: just ordered that on Blue. Oh,
0: cool. Yeah, um this one's all right. It's um <laughs> basically about this dude it's kind of like this dorky paranoid kid he's kind of like having these nightmares at the beginning about this like lunatic and um he goes to this uh sort of halloween party haunted house thing with a group of friends and the whole time he's like paranoid that uh an actual lunatic has escaped from a mental place and is like at the haunted house and he's gonna like kill everybody so um The bit, like, it feels like not a lot really is happening in this movie. It's pretty much just, you keep seeing this, you know, dorky kid and him, like, overreacting to things and being paranoid, and, uh, that's kind of, like, the gist of it, uh, but I liked it because it it had a good Halloween feel and Halloween setting behind it. Like I said, it had, like, this haunted house, so it was pretty cool looking, honestly, and, um... The main dude just had this good look to him. He was, like, really dorky and would get these wide eyes and stuff. And uh, so I liked it for that uh, aspect. But as a movie, I don't think it's – it's not really that great of a film, to be completely honest. But, um, yeah, what, like I said, it wasn't too bad. Uh one of those ones that I never really heard of. And thanks, good old 91, now I have, so – and then after that, uh, another 1991 movie I watched was Mom. And um, Derek actually sent me this and had told me about it. And uh, this is kind of pretty much about this uh, older woman or, you know, an elderly woman uh, who is very sweet. Just your typical old lady baking cookies type of grandma figure. And um, she becomes like this flush eating person pretty much where uh y- you know sometimes she could be normal and then she turns into this just monster essentially and her son is trying to uh stop her desperately kind of try to keep her like locked up and stop her from acting out and like killing people um this one was really good uh i enjoyed it quite a bit um and i'm glad you know Derek kind of recommended it to me and uh sent it to me because it was It was a good watch. Um, It sounded like it was going to be silly and kind of ridiculous, but and there are some some elements that are, but uh, it's actually kind of dark and uh, tragic in a way, what's going on here, because it's kind of sad, you know, dealing with, like, an old woman, and she's a mom, and she was normal, but then something happens, and she's acting like this. So uh, I liked it, and it had, like, decent scary effects on her face, too, that were creepy and effective, so... That was a good one from 91. I recommend it. Um, And then after that, I watched a 2004 movie, and that was Ginger Snaps 2. Um, First time watch. Uh, Ginger Snaps, that's actually a movie I've only seen one time before. Um, And, you know, this one does follow along with that. So I think it's one of those things where you're kind of beneficial to watch them almost back-to-back, but... I still remembered, you know, Ginger Snaps enough to follow this one, Uh, and this film basically follows Bridget, of course, Ginger's sister, and uh, she winds up in this mental hospital, and uh, she is struggling, because she's trying not to, you know, conform and become a monster like her sister did, and she's sort of haunted by uh, Ginger, Uh, she you know, has these, like, hallucinations of her and stuff like that, and, um, she keeps injecting herself with, like, this poison and, like, cutting herself, and that kind of fights off, I guess, the werewolfy stuff, so, um, that's kind of just a movie. It's, like, her trying to fight it off and figure out what to do. Um, I dug this film. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I will say I like the first half probably better than the second half, and, um, I definitely like the first movie better than this one, but it was a cool little follow-up. Uh, like I said, good continuity. And it's of course, following the same uh, actress who played Bridget in the first one. So um, I like when they,
1: yeah, Catherine Isabel's in that one too, right?
0: Yeah. She's like, yeah, not in she...
1: it a lot, but she's in it. Yeah. Cause yeah. she's like
0: dead, but she's like, you know, kind of, that... she's taunting Bridget. That's
1: what I like about the ginger snaps films is um, they're all three and all three.
0: Mm. I, yeah, I've, I have not. I still haven't seen a uh, part three. But... Well, the
1: third one is like a prequel, but it's like mm. Back to the Future style, where like it's following different characters. Oh, okay. Like, back in the like olden days, and um, they're playing like ancestors of theirs or something.
0: So you're saying it's a period piece? Yes. Oh, I don't want to see it. But uh, but I like this movie. I thought it was cool. It made me want to revisit Ginger Snap since it's been quite the grip since i watched my favorite
1: that. werewolf film
0: really Mm-hmm. i would say mine is now silver silver bullet
1: really it's interesting yeah. enjoy that Yeah, my favorite bit. is definitely ginger snaps um honestly i would probably throw the silver bullet second probably
0: i think um, i was just gonna say like i think for me it would be silver bullet then honestly i really like american werewolf in london and then maybe Ginger Snaps, even though I only saw it once, but I thought it was really solid.
1: I'll go um, Ginger Snaps, Silver Bullet, An American Werewolf in London, or Dog Soldiers, An American Werewolf in London, and then uh, Night of the Lone Wolf, AKA Late Phases.
0: I haven't seen um, Dog Soldiers or Late Phases.
1: Well, but... you should, right? I mean, I think that that was probably I'm just guessing here but i assume that's 2002
0: it is yes so yeah i do i yeah i'll be checking that out um
1: i have it on blue
0: oh i think i think it's actually on tubi as well but um if you would like to help me out with some moves i would appreciate it but you know know tubi don't under don't sleep on tubi everybody don't sleep on i actually
1: have it on dvd as well i might give you that
0: Yes, you should. I I like receiving gifts. Um, But after that, uh, another 2004 movie I actually watched, and that was The Dawn of the Dead remake. Um, This is another one I had only seen one time before. I actually got it in horror pack whenever I used to get that. I used to get the 4 Blu-ray pack, and this was one of the movies, so I did own it, and um, I'm not super... Zombie movies are like my least favorite subgenre Well I don't know if I would say least favorite But they're kind of like down there With just not the thing that excites me the most So um uh, When I first saw this I was like "Eh, You know it's okay I didn't really care for it Um, This time around I actually enjoyed it quite a bit I feel like I paid more attention to it And um appreciated it A little bit more Um, I think it's pretty solid When I first seen
1: that movie it knocked my socks off dude I thought it was so amazing
0: Did it blow your butthole out
1: yes it blew my shitter out um but yeah it uh it, it was so good and then when i watched it going forward i didn't think it was as good
0: yeah for me uh you know like i said um the original dawn of the dead i think is a good movie but that's not really not one of my favorites either to be completely honest i would take day or night over that um but so i don't really compare this one to the original so none of that really matters to me um but I dig it. Um, I, I think it's a solid remake still. Um, it's not one that I've watched over and over again like some people do. Because I've heard like multiple people say it just gets kind of weaker every time they see it. But I thought it was pretty good. Um, then after that, uh, I watched Death Wish 1974. That was the first time I watched. And I watched that for Celluloid Dissections, which we just recorded the other day. So... Um, you know, I won't give too much on that, but I will say I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's a good movie, you know, classic classic stuff. My mom actually really enjoys the Death Wish movies, and she bought me this a while ago. And I decided to watch it just for celluloid dissections and have a reason to finally check it out. So, um, Then after that, moving back to 2004, uh, I watched The Grudge. Um, revisited The Grudge. I used to watch that one quite a bit. Um, Trash. Excuse me, what? Trash. Why?
1: Why? Um, I don't know. It was like horrible. Lin Shay is the best part of it.
0: No, buddy, two thousand four. Um... Why would I rewatch The Grudge twenty twenty? <laughs> why would I rewatch? We just. Why would I? Don't I don't know. I never why would re-watch you rewatch that? The
1: Grudge twenty four? What two thousand four? Yeah. Why?
0: Because it's a 2004... The it. on
1: sucks. The Grudge sucks. The Grudge 2 sucks. The Grudge reboot sucks. They all suck.
0: A lot of people would disagree with you, I think. I don't think... Okay, I will... You know, this one's often... Obviously, this and The Ring are always kind of compared to each other. You know, the Japanese versions are too. And I will say The Ring is much better. I enjoy that story a lot more. And I will say the grudge 2004 American film, uh, it doesn't hold up as well as it did. And I kind of expected it to, but at the same time, I still liked it. Um, It still has its creepy moments. And when I say it doesn't hold up, it really is the scare factor. It's not as scary. When I was a kid and saw this, I mean, it was like the scariest thing I ever seen in my life. But uh, now like some of the just, uh, you know, jump scares and scenes with uh kayako and uh whatever the little boy's name is just aren't as effective anymore they kind of come off as a little goofy but at the same time there's still some creepy moments like i think the part where the one girl is like going back to her apartment and she's like going up those steps and sees her crawling up the steps and then she gets back to her apartment and she's all alone and uh hear someone in the hallway, and then all of a sudden the girl's, you know, under her bed and sucks her in. I think that's still super super creepy, and um, there's some other scenes in this too that, um, still kind of got under my skin a little bit, so I, I thought it was an enjoyable rewatch, um you know, do, do I like it as much as I did back then? Uh, not, not as much, but um, it's, it's still solid, in my opinion, so it, it has decent atmosphere, um but you're a hater of The Grudge, and uh, that's just, that is what it is. Is it but what it is, though? Yes, it is. Well, actually, it could change, I mean, if you were a little open-minded. But after that, I watched uh, The Plague Dogs from 1982. I just recorded a show on Cinema Beef earlier today, and um, to all I'll say on that is it is super depressing. It's an animated film, not a kid's animated film, but an animated dog film like i said from the 80 from 1982 and uh very downer of a movie don't watch that if you um are already in a depressed state or don't feel like becoming in a depressed state because uh it's not it's not very fun it's a good movie but yeah sad um so after that uh Another 2004 movie! Uh, We have Shudder. This was a first-time watch. Um, This, of course, not the American version. That one's from 2008. Um, This is the original, uh, so, you know, it's subtitled and everything. Um, I thought this was really good. I thought it was pretty darn creepy at times. Um, I am a sucker for these, like, Asian ghostly things i know jp has opposite opinions on them but i actually find them very creepy and unsettling and uh for the most part they can hold up as long as i think like makeup and special effects can really uh hinder that but in this movie um everything is solid you know for 2004 i think it all looks good um the storyline I had seen the two thousand eight remake in theaters when it came out and I thought that was super scary and really good and I rewatched that one recently and thought it was complete trash. Um and it really is that movie kind of is like a scene by scene remake of this and it's example of where, you know, the original is just done so much better and more effectively and I can see that now. Haven't seen the original, so um What is it? Shudder.
1: Oh, I've never seen either them.
0: Yeah, well it's yeah. It's essentially about um, this couple. They uh, kind of have this like hit and run accident. And the uh, boyfriend is um, a photographer and he's taking pictures and, uh, you know, kind of spooky images keep coming up in the pictures. And he's like, what the heck's going on? And thinks it's his camera, but it turns out it's this girl haunting them. So um, yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. Um, after that, I watched dark water. Um, that's, No, that's uh once again um another asian film uh 2002 um i'd seen this one once before and uh thought it was fantastic then and i thought it was fantastic this time too this one is super creepy um in in the grand scheme of things uh it feels like not a lot's really going on because it's kind of like you're just in an apartment with this mom and her daughter and uh you know some creepy things happen every once in a while but it's just super unsettling uh the whole apartment setting is very creepy it's kind of got this like run down look to it and um it's kind of got that like grayish depressing coloring color scheme to it and just um it's one of those ones where it's not like you're getting a bunch of jump scares necessarily it's one where uh you know, someone just kind of walks by and you're not expecting it because there's no loud music playing or anything like that. And those are like the most effective jump scares for me. They're they're very very scary and creepy. And this one's pretty darn eerie. I actually saw it for the first time probably not even a year ago, and rewatching it now so recently, it was it was still just as effective. So um, that's a great one. Then after that, I watched. Dude, I wa- how many movies did you watch? A lot.
1: Because you're yelling at me that I watched a lot of moves, and you're still going.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm yelling at you because you always watch a lot of moves, and now it's my time to shine. So <laughs> it's not my fault that you are slacking on the moves. What happened? What? You're all quiet now. I'm not.
1: Yeah. What do you mean? I can't hear you. That's what I'm. That's what I mean.
0: I didn't do anything. Uh,
1: now it's fixed.
0: I literally didn't do anything.
1: Hmm. Okay. Continue.
0: All right, I will with all my moves. I only have like ten, I only have like ten more, dude. dude I'll right. punch you in the face. <laughs> See, it's annoying, I'm isn't it? Aren't you like sick of? I'm don't you starving. get sick of like listening to me talk? Like it gets old. That's no, how I'm, I feel when you talk. I'm hungry. Okay, dude. Well, you should have like eaten. When dick do or I... <laughs> What? <laughs> Remember when we weren't gonna swear on this show?
1: We're just not dropping the hard F, except for one episode, one time in episode.
0: Okay. What were you gonna say? Remember when you what?
1: I Don't remember.
0: <laughs> okay, Isle of Dogs was the next watch I did, and that was again for Cinema Beef, so um, you get my full opinions on that there. Uh, kind of a weird movie, a stop motion. Chris so, Anderson. Yes. Everyone keeps saying that. I don't know who that guy is. But um, yes, it's a, like an all star. Freaking Lee Shrivers does a voice in this oh, God. movie. I know, right? Um, but. And Brian Cranston's kind of like the main voice of the main dog, and he's got a lot of funny lines. This one is like a comedy, so that was a step up from, well, not step up, but it was a nice contrast what with like dog. Was
1: is this a theme of like dog movies?
0: It was like dog um, disease. He had like a special name for it, but like disease movies, because that's kind of like a central theme in both of them. They have to do with like canines, uh, being like potentially. I just want to see
1: the plague dogs because it sounds interesting.
0: It's sad, buddy. I don't know if you want to see that.
1: Buddy, I live in the darkness. Okay.
0: You like dogs a lot. I so. like sad a lot too. That, like I don't watch this. Just dude, get, you no, know that I like
1: depressing stuff.
0: I know, but do you really want to watch an animated plague dog movie when you have a bunch of like podcast prep you gotta do?
1: No, do not really right now. I'm this. just saying in the future.
0: Okay dude. Well it's on Tubi. Don't sleep on Tubi. Um, I, listen,
1: I let sh- everybody know about Tubi, okay?
0: I know, and I'm letting you know not to sleep, sleep on it.
1: All right, continue with your 18 moves.
0: All right, I only have like 12 more, dude, too. Okay, so, um, Owl Dogs, though. It's got some good funny moments. Then after that, uh, just today, I watched The Unborn. This is another 1991 move, my eighth 1991 move. um, And uh, this is you know, pregnancy horror, basically. It's about a lady and her husband. Um, They can't really get pregnant. Um, She's had some miscarriages and such, and uh, she just kind of thinks it's a lost cause, so they go to do the whole um, in vitro type of method. Uh, They find this special doctor who uh, can make it happen for her, and he, like, injects her with something, and uh, she you know winds up pregnant it works and she's super happy and um things just start to go awry and you know it's a that's kind of like how a lot of pregnancy horror movies go um i dig the concept of pregnancy horror because uh to me the idea of being pregnant is horrifying um as a woman i just don't want to go through it it's some it just it's just i know it's a natural thing but The concept has always kind of, like, made me uncomfortable and weirded me out. And then to think, like, you could be pregnant with, like, a monster or, like, you don't know what's growing in your belly because you, like, go to some weird, sketchy doctor and he just puts a baby in you or does some weird stuff to your sperm or something and gets it in you. And, uh, you know, it's, like, not – it's not really your made kid. Uh, It just kind of freaks me out. And uh, this movie was – It was okay it was it was actually um enjoyable um there's like these sort of ridiculous effects at the end that really kind of bumped it up for me that are just uh comical but um it, it reminds me of something you would see more in the uh early 80s or something as far as like effects um and there's some decent moments in it there's also some like stupidness going on in it at times but um I thought it was all right. I gave this one like a solid seven out of 10. I thought it was decent. I would recommend that one too as a 91 watch. And then lastly, I watched May um, 2002 movie. Uh, I, you know, I really didn't have to like rewatch this or anything, but I did love you May.
1: you know that May, that you watched May and May?
0: Wow. I did not plan that. But it's do you know what
1: tomorrow is?
0: May the 4th.
1: Yeah. Do you know what that means?
0: Yeah, it's Star Wars May Day.
1: May the 4th be with you.
0: So funny. That's so Star cool. Star Wars Day. What a funny thing. I might um, watch
1: Star Wars tomorrow instead of all the stuff I gotta do. Oh, God.
0: That's not what I'm gonna do tomorrow, but, um... Yeah, May, uh, what can I say? Uh This is... I've mentioned before, this is like... I think it's like a masterpiece of a film. Um, I... Love it. Every time I watch it, it has the same effect on me. Uh, I think Angela Bettis does a fantastic performance. Uh, super awkward throughout the movie to the point where you actually have to look away from the screen because you can't handle how awkward it is at times. Um, yeah, this one is great. Uh, and I'm not like, I, I give this one a 10 out of 10. I think it's fantastic. So, that is all my moves. Buddy. Yeah. That was all my moves.
1: Okay. So with that (laughs) said, let's jump into 2019, getting its wide release in 2020 here, Vivarium, which is a film directed by Lorcan Finnegan. Mm -hmm. And they have done... Nothing of note that I can see. They wrote and directed it, a film in 2016 called "Without Name," which was a horror drama mystery. Don't remember it at all. So
0: nope,
1: must not have been too popular. Uh, yeah, this is a film that Vivarium here, starring Jesse Eisenberg, who's been in tons of stuff. I, I know that you've seen him before, right?
0: Yeah, he's he was kind of. I used to get him mixed up with uh what's his name? Michael Sarah.
1: Dude, me too.
0: Not even I think joking. everyone I think everyone thought they were the same person because <laughs> like everyone I've ever talked to felt that way.
1: Dude, I totally have too. Like I swear to god, like I've like, same... similar mannerisms or something.
0: They played in the same type of like movies, like those teen, like angsty, like awkward films, it seemed like too at that time.
1: Yeah, this film is interesting because oh my god. What the I hate I hate technology sometimes. Um, this film is interesting because it is sort of like a drama or it's labeled as horror mystery sci-fi, which I, I would go with that. But I don't think it's horror first. Uh, it's a Irish, uh, United States, Belgium and Denmark pro- co-production, which is kind of interesting. Mm. Um, it is uh, Jesse Eisenberg, of course, is in it as well as Imogen Poots. Um Jesse Eisenberg, Zombieland is probably the most horror thing that he's known for. Um, but he's also, I guess one of his big films was, um, the social network, uh, which is, you know, uh, how do you feel about the
0: social network? I did not see it. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you?
1: Yeah, of course. It was like one of the biggest movies of the year.
0: All Um, right. then. Oh
1: yeah. He's also in Cursed which is, um, you know, a Wes Craven-directed film. It was one of his early films with Christina Ritchie. Mm. Uh, Imogen Poots, on the other hand, has been in uh, quite the amount of films herself, um, horror films. Uh, She's a pretty popular actress. I think a lot of people, you know, dig her. Um, But she's been in uh, Fright Night, the remake, um, she's been in Black Xmas, the remake,
0: 20, Trash, Black Trash.
1: Yes, twenty-eight weeks later, as well as the Green Room, um, and then uh, she's she was in she was in a bunch. Of, she was actually in um, the Art of Self Defense too. I forgot about that, which was Jesse Eisenberg's last movie. So, hmm. um, yeah, she's awesome in Green Room. That's probably my favorite um, film that she's in. Uh, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan of her, hers. I, I really like her as a actress. I think she's really cute too, which I know you disagree with me about
0: that. I do. I just don't really see it. I mean, she looks better than this than freaking Black trash miss, but...
1: She's just mad know. cute. I don't know. She just has something about her. Cuteness.
0: All right. Well, nah, I'm not to judge Imogene in, in Pooter, but...
1: <laughs> uh, give a description of this film.
0: All right, a young couple looking for a perfect home find themselves trapped in a mysterious labyrinth-like neighborhood of identical houses. Yeah, so basically you have this couple. They are uh, looking to, you know, buy a house together and settle down. So they go to this uh, company uh, where this sort of weird uh, but persuasive dude um, is convincing them to come check out these houses kind of like this perfect neighborhood where every house looks the same and um you know like eisenberg's characters kind of thinks the dude's a little odd but uh you know uh his girlfriend is kind of like oh well, let's just give it a chance let's just go look at it and then be done with it honestly so. they
1: don't even really do that they're like about to say no but the guy like answers for them and mm-hmm. he's they're like oh i guess we have to do this now yeah and they're kind they're trying like, not to be rude
0: yeah, yeah, essentially. They're being nice, but so they follow him, of course, to um this neighborhood of sorts and uh you see it's just this really unsettling plethora of these green houses with the same exact everything, same furniture in the yard um and the sky just like looks fake, like the clouds are all fake. Yeah, looks... that
1: that's the thing I noticed right away. Uh-huh. Where I was like, oh, wow, the clouds are like, look like they're on a sound stage.
0: Yeah, it's super, super weird. Um, You know, the yards are all perfect. and It's called just...
1: Yonder. It's a, a housing development, which, you know, these things exist where they, you know, all the houses are the same and, you know. Yeah. But um, this one's definitely off-putting by its colors and the weirdness of, like, the sky and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, they uh, check out this house, house number nine, and um, the guy's kind of just showing them around room for room, and then uh, he, when he shows them the yard, they come back in, and he has disappeared, and they're like, alright, well F this, and they get in their car to leave, and they find that they cannot leave. Everywhere they go, it's kind of like Freddy's Dead a Nightmare on Elm Street, where <laughs> they keep just driving in a circle and winding up back at that house number nine and they essentially just run out of gas and it's nighttime. So they're kind of screwed and that's kind of where the plot goes. Um, whole movie becomes them trying to figure out how to get out of this, uh, labyrinth like neighborhood. So what did you think? What'd you think? What did I think? I liked it quite a bit. Um, I thought it was super unsettling, uh, the whole concept. I mean, it's, uh, the neighborhood, I think, just looks great with how everything looks exactly the same. Just very creepy, them trying to drive out of there and they're driving down the road and, you know, it's like, did we make it in the wrong turn or did we not? Who knows, because everything looks the same. And then you got that part where he kind of climbs up on the roof to look over and see if he could see an exit and it looks like houses just go on forever and ever and um super crazy. Um Then you kind of get this extra little uh thing in the plots where this baby appears and they are expected to take care of it now that whole thing i thought was super weird and that was probably the only thing about the movie that was a little bit i guess jarring in a way for me i don't know if i like the whole thing with the voices that the kids doing and it's just super super odd um oddly enough this kind of reminds me of the room a little bit with the whole like kid aspect but um but yeah i thought this movie was anxiety inducing and just uh frustrating and um you kind of really feel for this couple it's like they just came to check out a house and they completely get screwed over and you could just tell so much time is passing while they're there and um just a very uh, unsettling situation. So um, I liked it from start to finish pretty much. Uh, I thought it ended, had a, I liked how it ended and you know, the whole movie kept me pretty intrigued. So that's just my thoughts.
1: So uh, I have a love and hate relationship with this movie. Uh, Not really necessarily hate. Um, I do think it's a great movie. Let me just say that. Um, I just have w- like one issue with the story, basically. Um, so, one thing that I will say, and this will be spoiler-free, is you know a vivarium. Do you know what a vivarium is?
0: Um, isn't it? I looked. Isn't it like another word for just labyrinth type of deal, or no. where everything so looks A vivarium
1: vague? is like a enclosure. Oh um, yeah. Okay. That you keep like okay, like like an ant farm is a vivarium, right? Where it's like uh, it's made to mimic the ants' actual um, ecosystem and you know uh, natural conditions, uh, but it's it's manufactured to do that. You know, so it's like it's basically like a a thing. It's a it's a fake thing that you make to mimic the ecosystem of an animal for you to observe um so that's why so the title of vivarium right away is like meaningful you know i i knew that right away because i i forget i was watching i watched this ant guy on youtube who like collects ants and Mm -hmm. um so i knew that word right away um but yeah so i was like okay what and it made sense after i saw where the film was going um the very first scene in the film is actually an important part of the entire film um, In terms of, it, it pretty much tells you the film. Um, so, do you remember the beginning?
0: I mean, I remember the... Um, all I remember is that she is teaching the kids and the wind and the tree and, like, she's teaching the kids at school and then it lets out and then she meets her boyfriend at that tree and the, he's pretending to talk behind the tree. That's what I recall.
1: Yeah, but what were they doing at the at the at that
0: place in the school in the uh she was like doing some wind dance
1: (laughs) no no i'm saying like what was the scene uh, okay i'll just tell you uh with the cuckoos do you remember that no you don't remember the cuckoos at the beginning of the film
0: no what's a cuckoo what are you saying the bird no i don't
1: okay so um, cuckoos are a what they consider a parasitic bird. Uh, and what they do is co- the cuckoo birds, you might know of cuckoo clocks, but cuckoo birds actually find nests of other birds that have eggs in them. And then they lay their own egg in that nest and leave and never return. And then basically use another species of bird as the surrogate mother for those birds she she actually explains this in the film but um the the so the bird hatches and, and pushed all the other species out of the nest and it's a much bigger bird so it can just push all the other ones out of the nest so like and that's a real that that happens i know that i've seen those birds on like nature documentaries and stuff i always remembered them because i thought it was effed up like so the entire existence of cuckoo cuckoo's are to go lay their egg in another species of bird's nest. Leave it there, run away. the <laughs> The mother then sit the the the, the other species uh, of bird, the non cuckoo, uh, sits on the egg, lets it hatch, and then that bird kill like basically pushes out the other birds, and the mother raises this illegitimate. Uh, bird as if it was her own because she can't tell the difference between her regular babies and and the cuckoos. And then they grow up and, you know, continue. But that's an entire metaphor for this entire film, right? Um, Forcing two people to take care of something that isn't theirs. Yeah. Um, Which it's a little, it's, I thought that was one of the cooler aspects of the movie. Um, My biggest issue is, is I feel like I'm just don't know why. Like the
0: point of why they're yeah. doing this to these people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I Especially when you factor in, okay, they want them to, re- cause they're there. And this isn't a spoiler. This happens early in the film. Uh, they say, you know, raise the child and be released. Mm-hmm. Um, So then, you know, why, well, what are they doing? What is the purpose of that? You know what I mean? At first I thought it was the whole vivarium thing, just to study how, you know, regular human American man and wife, you know, young couple raise a kid and stuff. But then I'm like, okay, but they're not really raising the kid because they hate it. Yeah. Uh, So it's like, why would they need that to study? And then I was like, okay, well, maybe it's the surrogate thing where they need somebody else to raise it because they can't themselves. But then whenever I see like what the result of all that is, I'm like, well, that seems pointless too, because why? Um, I don't know. I I just feel like there isn't enough in the story to satisfy me by the end. And I, and I think things are okay being left unexplained, but, I feel like there isn't a real answer to this, so I feel like it does weaken the film a little bit. That was the only issue I had with it. I I liked everything else. It was very interesting. I was super into the movie the whole time. Uh, even based on the plot, when I picked this film, I I was just like, hey, you know, like check this out. This sounds really cool. And uh, I just sort of had that issue. There's some cool, freaky moments in the film too, though. And like, even when they climb on the roof and see, like, just rows and rows and rows and rows and rows of houses forever mm-hmm. is creepy driving around like the the little montage they did where they're driving around trying to find it and then all of a sudden it's dark was really good i didn't quite understand how he kept having cigarettes was he just saving the one pack he had and like sparsingly using them or yeah, were I they giving them in the packages
0: i thought he was saving it just because there's one scene where he's smoking it and it's literally down to the nub and I thought he just kept probably cherishing. It's called each a butt, one.
1: buddy. Haven't you? You should know this. Most people learn this in sixth grade.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, it, I mean, I did grow up around smoke airs, but uh, I, I prefer the term nub. Uh but yeah, he lets it get down to the butt, if you will. And um, I think that's the part where he throws it on the grass and like burns a hole in the grass. But that, so that made me assume that um he just was saving his cigarettes up. So, but everything else is like, they keep getting just supplied with stuff. Isn't it like, is that what's going on there? Like food just keeps. Yeah. Kind but of...
1: they, they say like, this doesn't taste like normal food. It's like, yeah, it's just bland stuff like that. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, but, uh, so yeah. Uh, you know, besides that, what did, what did you think?
0: Um, yeah, I do, I do agree with you, um, it's, like, I like how the movie kind of wraps up, um, but it just feels like an endless cycle of nonsense, and there's really no motive or point to what's going on, so that is kind of annoying, but, um, overall, I, I just really enjoyed it, um, the whole, like, that kid, like, I've never wanted to stab, I, I hate kids, and I've never wanted to stab a kid so much in my life, like, whole movie i was hoping they were just gonna like kill him or something um but
1: uh yeah i i couldn't stay like i hated that kid like could not stand him
0: yeah like i hate oh my god i just can't can't take it and it's just so it's that that whole thing they did where he's talking and like their voices was super weird to me um Mm -hmm. just it, it was extra annoying but um yeah, I mean I like this. I recommend this to people for sure. Um, I could see a lot of people enjoying it. I thought it was pretty kinda unique in what it was doing. Like the whole set design was very just different, not something you see every day. I really enjoy that part towards the end where stuff kinda spirals out of control, um and I think it's supposed to just show like an endless loop of stuff, like that part with the sidewalk and whatnot. Um I thought that was really cool and chaotic. So, uh, and I, I think Jesse Eisenberg and Imogen uh, Hooter were really good in this film. They had a good dynamic. So,
1: yeah, I, I did too. I thought that, um, both of them did a really good job. And I, I think that, you know, there's some creepy stuff in here. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that, you know, it's, it's a film that maybe on rewatch, I would, I would get a little bit more into it, into why, um and that might help it but like it was it was like a step away from being like one of the best films i saw the in the year i just i just don't get why why you know what i mean so and i don't want to say too much because it's like spoilers territory but um essentially you're just wondering why this is happening to them what's the purpose you know Mm -hmm. um and i feel like it's left a little unexplained um or the ex- explanation we're given, I kind of reject. And I think that it, it doesn't make sense, but I could be wrong. Uh, so yeah. Uh, what do you, so is that it for you?
0: Yeah, that'll do it. I do not Not really much more to say on it.
1: All right. But... Uh, so let's get into <laughs> some letter boxed reviews here and then we'll rate it. Uh, so vivarium, um, so, let's see what the heck is going on here? What is oh my God? I seriously don't get this stuff sometimes. Don't get mad. Um, hmm. what let's go into our ratings first. go ahead. what do you got?
0: um I dug it i it's, to me, it is probably one of the better films I've seen this year or you know, I've seen a good amount of good stuff this year, but uh i I actually I gave this one an eight and a half out of ten.
1: Yeah, eight and a half. Yes. Okay. Can you talk more about it for a second?
0: Okay. um, (laughs) Because I'm clearly struggling trying to get this thing to work. Okay, well, I wasn't aware that you were still struggling. Had I been, I would have talked more about the move. Uh, It is a really good movie. Um, I think everybody should watch it. Uh, It's a frustrating film that I think you will all enjoy. Um, What can I say? 8.5 8.5 out of 10 solid film highly recommend by me um uh i don't know we already talked about the whole movie i'm scared <laughs> there's so much to say there's so much else to it what like um there's uh, really
1: not any good reviews on here i, I oh really i mean
0: there, you can't. there's
1: i mean there's good okay i'll just do this because they're they're good reviews but like good isn't like the ratings, but there's just not very, they're very short reviews. Yeah. So uh, we'll do this one for our positive, our homie Dustin Baker, who we shouted out before high concept, low content seems to be popping up a lot on VOD land where there's such a striking idea and tone that it immediately appeals to you, but often such as in this case, the idea doesn't lead itself to the entire film, Lend itself to the entire film. This starts out wonderfully full of energy and fun while setting up an engaging mystery, but once it gets its hooks in you, it's not sure what to do with it, and it settles into extended metaphor for a simple domestic life as a hellscape that's so blunt and obvious you'll you'll be looking for the dent in your head from the back from its bricks being hurled at you. And then the final third jettison's that in order to bring some energy back into everything, making the entire second act feel uh cursory the film as a whole is pretty damn fun for the most part if you can manage to stay invest for the midsection invested for the midsection and even then it hits those notes in better fashion than similarly themed the room shutter recently premiered and visually it's fantastic the cynical and glib tone it carries through is certainly appreciated by me as well. It's uh, definitely worth my watch, but I can't help but feeling it would have worked better as an anthology segment. So that, that was, he gave it seven out of 10, but it was like that review seemed a little bit more negative than I was expecting. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so we'll say that that one, you know, whatever. Uh, I usually pre look at these, but I kind of forgot about it again. Uh, I'll give it an eight out of ten. I thought it was I thought it was pretty, pretty solid. Um, this this person, this person's review will be the negative one. Uh, two and a half stars. Film student encountering several houses together in a row. No fuck. What? <laughs> That's what he said. Uh, I will do a second bad one because that was a little bit ridiculous. Some yeah. neat ideas in image and Imogen Poots carries the damn thing on her shoulders, but overall this was depressing and sluggish.
0: That's okay. That's
1: from Mitch. Two stars. I
0: hate, like. Yeah, they're I mean, not
1: good I, reviews for this film. I'm telling you right now.
0: I hate when people like say de- it's depressing and use that as like a negative. Oh, you mean the like But no, no, that's not what I mean. I'm just I'm saying like depressing doesn't mean it's a bad move it just means i would not really want to watch it again because it depressed me but these people act like oh it's depressing so they made a horrible film
1: yeah all right well that is our opinions on vivarium i really dug it kind of interested to hear what people think about that one Uh, next week I don't know what to do I mean there's really not a whole lot coming out I saw that there was a um, film on Amazon Prime but I didn't know it was on Amazon Prime to I thought it was to rent and normally if it's like actually on Prime I don't know if we usually do those on this because it's like streaming technically still that would be more of a Netflix and chill thing it's called light from the tower The only reason I was, like, interested in it is because it has a 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb, which I usually never look at. But when Mm -hmm. I was, like, digging at the bottom of the barrel trying to find stuff to watch, I kept finding, like, 2.5 out of 10s and stuff. And I was like, no. (laughs) And it has a 1,000 ratings. So either this guy has a 1,000 friends that are nice to him or (laughs) uh, it's actually decent. But it's called Light from the Tower. Or the other one is called Awoken. And that one's not out yet. It comes out on the 8th but I think that one's available for rent. I don't know what to watch, man. There's, there's really, there's some streaming stuff that was released. Like shutter just put out a new film and stuff, but that's more again, Netflix and chill. So I don't know what to do. Um, We might have to do something non horror soon. You know what I mean? So,
0: yeah, I mean, um, I'd be fine with that.
1: Yeah. So we'll look around. We'll try to see what's up and, and we'll get back to you guys next week. So with that said, I'm JP that's Carly and we are out of here. Peace.